Hello, everyone. Welcome back. You made it again to a new episode of Slim Radio's very own Rumi Set the Movies. I'm your host, Teresa, and I'm here with Elizabeth, our lovely co-host. Hello. And today, today is a special day. Yes, we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, will you introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Polina, and I'm a professional dancer. And if you wonder what is the reason <laughs> I'm here today, it's because we're going to speak about movies which has dance in it or by any kind related to dance. Yes. And also, she's a roommate too. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, so we have <laughs> the third out of four roomies with us here uh, to talk about movies. There's four of us actually. Yeah. I hope you will get to know the fourth member yeah. of the household. Very busy. <laughs> but one the day shall come, I the guess. The day shall come. <laughs> Alrighty. Um yeah, so today we're talking about films that relate to dancing. Maybe some are not directly uh, about dancing, but include dancing for a very special purpose. And uh with Polina's insight, hopefully <laughs> we will get a better understanding of it. So yeah, uh We'll we got introduce. a lot prepared, actually, today. Yeah. We got a lot on the menu. Um, we're going to talk about a documentary called Mr. Gaga. We're going to talk about Climax. And <laughs> then, lastly, we're going to talk about And Then We Dance. Three insanely different movies. Actually, when I think back, could they be any more different? They I don't know. know. They're so drastically different. And I think we have a, like something for everyone, I would say. And in the end, we're going to give some short film recommendations as well, as we promised. Um... Yeah, I'm super excited, actually. I really enjoyed watching stuff for this week because it, was, it really yeah. got me out of my comfort zone, I have to say. It was definitely a very learning experience for me, especially the documentary, but also to see dance in so many different forms, especially like since uh, we started living with our roommates, uh, Polina and Tatiana. Yes, and we're both dancers. They're both dancers, <laughs> and I feel so exposed to this world of dancing that I actually didn't know before. Me neither, so not at all. Like, I'm nothing. so excited uh, to also hear what you thought of the films. And, um, and yeah. I'm excited to hear what you thought of the films because <laughs> um, I recommend this, yes. this three movies yes. all of to them. my roomies. So <laughs> thank you, actually. Uh, let's go one. on to the first one, yeah, which absolutely. is Mr. Gaga. And yeah. it was directed by Tomer Heyman. It's a 2015 film, and it is about the artistic director of the company. Oh, uh, Naharin. Yeah, and exactly. it's from the company Batsheva, right? <laughs> yes, he is now, I mean, not anymore, but he was... Not anymore? Uh, yes, he kind of stepped aside, oh, really? but I didn't he know is it. still the main choreographer okay. of the mm. of And the, the main company. character. Huh? <laughs> He's the one that actually inspired the um, language of this movement, right? Yes, uh, so the movie is called Mr. Gaga, mm -hmm. and it's because he invented this whole dance movement language, which is called Gaga. And the movie kind of speaks mainly, movie focused on him, but also on this dance language. And if you are like me, and you had no idea that there's actually movement languages before <laughs> you move in with dancers. Don't worry, you're not alone. I had no clue either, but I think it's fascinating. I really didn't know, you know, you have to start at ground zero here because some people... Yeah, like honestly, sometimes I would... <laughs> uh, even when uh, no Polina idea. shows me sometimes like some uh, videos of some dancing, 
I uh, am so surprised and point out some certain things that happen in the choreography. I'm like, wow, I never saw that. She's like, actually, that's pretty standard. <laughs> so yeah, we're both noobs, but that's why we got the expert here <laughs> to talk all about it. Um, yeah, let's go through. So what is the documentary about? It's about Ohad Naharin. And yes, and I would say it's about his path as a dancer and as choreographer and the way he was developing himself and his artistic values and going yes going through his dancer career and coming up with something which he valued himself do you feel like his story is kind of in a sense revolutionary like he invented this whole movement language and he's a bitty pretty big persona yeah. in the dance world right he is definitely like right now star, and yeah. a lot of dancers they really dream to go to Bacheva mm -hmm. dance company because it's one of the leading dance companies nowadays um it's hard for me to say if his story is revolutionary but definitely there is a lot to pay attention in this documentary and i personally have a lot to relate to Uh, uh, the documentary speaks about his journey when he goes to New York and he meets Maurice Bijar and Marta Graham, which is which are really important names in modern dance. And he speaks how much he couldn't get on track with what they were doing, especially Maurice Bijar. He had a year in his company and um, he actually in the movie, he says that it was a year when he felt that he was placed in the psychoclinic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. I was actually, actually so surprised. I, w I was like, yeah, he got into this dream school, right? And he was like doing multiple dancing uh, academies at the same time. Definitely. He yeah. was a really. He talented. went to Juilliard School he and American, Juilliard and American Ballet Theater or School of Dance. He said he went to, like, he auditioned for both, got accepted to both, and he just went to both classes because they were in the yeah. same building. And yeah. I was like, wow. And that's he like started dancing motivation. quite late. Yeah. That's what I was surprised about, too. Yeah. Or something like this. I think, honestly, the fact that he started so late, and he was even in the army, right? And that he started actually getting into dance more because he was in this uh, dancing entertainment, entertainment, group entertainment group at the yeah. army. I was so surprised because for me, I always felt so limited by the fact that I have no experience with dancing. And I felt like uh, at 21 years old, like there's not much in the dance world that I could um, like contribute. So I, the story was really inspiring and uh, later we'll also talk about his Gaga classes which to me really sparked an interest in actually getting out of my comfort zone yes exactly he mentions his movie uh, his movement language which is called Gaga in the movie and this is something he been working his entire career on and yes I spoke with girls and I said that there are Gaga classes in Amsterdam, actually, which they can take because this is the movement language, um, which is not only made for dancers. A lot of people who have no idea what dance is. I mean, we all have an idea what dance is, obviously. Yeah, but like not on a deeper level like that. Yes, I guess. Um, you could definitely join the class and explore, explore that. 
I think that's so cool. Like, it's so inclusive. That's what it sounded like to me. And I think um, also that goes for the film as well. Like, even if you don't know anything about dancing, I think um, that the documentary, Mr. Gaga, is something that you can really watch when you just want to learn something about something that you don't know anything about. And it's a really good, like, entrance point, I feel like, because it doesn't require you to have tons of knowledge. Obviously, it's really helpful. And, like, you told us so much already, which really helped understanding and grasping what they were telling us a little more but it's really like mesmerizing to watch there's lots of um, dance footage as well exactly from 80s and 90s and followed by what Bacheva dance company has to offer nowadays and how did you feel about watching all of the dance moves there I really felt that it was so interesting to see also the evolution from mm. the 90s to like recent performances um but i was actually so intrigued by the movements because me too i'm yeah. not usually exposed to this type of dancing and i can imagine that the regular person that know that doesn't really know uh this kind of dancing would think of it as kind of strange maybe or like why why are it's they so dancing this raw way? and like animalistic, animalistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like this, this is the point there so it's, it's so it's yeah. different from anything that you saw i actually like i haven't told you yet but like i have uh, danced ballet for quite a long time so that's the only thing i know but um yeah you didn't know huh? you <laughs> did not expect that <laughs> me neither so but, uh, <laughs> revelations right here <laughs> but um Like, that was the main form that I was ever, like, that I ever really knew about. And, like, I feel like that's such a limiting thought. And I think that goes for so many people because, like, maybe sometimes for, like, Christmas or something, you go and see a ballet, like, on stage with your grandparents or something. That's what I would do when I was younger. Um, but, like, that's such a tiny part of dancing, huh? Exactly. And um, if I can compare ballet, not compare, but put a parallel between ballet that it's like such a steady form yeah and i personally myself come from uh, russian folk dance and folk dance in general and it has a lot to do with shapes and clear movement and this like perfection of the way you execute the movements and then we have this gaga language which allows your imagination to guide your body through completely improvise let's say experience and you just allow your physicality to bring you somewhere and this is really beautiful and this i think has a lot in common with what bacheva dance company yeah. does it seemed very liberating to me I it seems very free like I, i had the impression if you like kind of master it you can find freedom within the movements and like that's something me i would even say you don't have yeah. to master it you already no, okay. have this freedom that's really cool because i think i don't know like for me dancing ballet <laughs> i never felt free whatsoever but i was like i wasn't very good but you know <laughs> so but i i always felt like more to try to ex like fulfill a very specific requirement that was asked for me you know to fulfill like the specific form rather than actually either putting something of myself or finding actually something that moves me personally into and movement. we so like right now would drift away more and more from the actual film yeah <laughs> but oh, right. uh speaking about ballet often ballet dancers work a lot with the mirror mm -hmm. and it's really important how does the shape looks like mm -hmm. and what the company does and what a heart brought to the dance scene is 
they, the company, they don't have mirrors in their studios. That's so crazy, they really yeah. work with the feeling and how the movement feels. And only through this feeling you can actually bring something important. And I think it's really valuable to not look into the shape that much. Yeah, um, actually, for me, what was really salient was how a lot of the choreographies were more about letting loose. Yeah. And there's this, uh, actually, the in, like the introduction, I would say, uh, of the film. We see the scene of him telling a girl, like, you really have to let go and fall, you know? And, I mean, it's she keeps falling into, like, the normal, like, if you're just a watcher, like, you would think, oh, like, the purpose is for fulfilled. But he really wants the person to really let loose in parts of your body that actually like might protect you from a fall but he's like then you see this like middle-aged man just getting up and dropping to the floor like that and that was so striking to me and actually I did not know about this fact that there's no mirrors but it makes so much sense yeah. to see like how it's really about letting go and I think that's really I think well. That's fascinating. Like, yeah, I think it's really well conveyed actually in the documentary. But also, like I said earlier, actually when we were talking, but I think that next to the dancing, like Ohad Naharin, the Harin, how do you say his name? Ohad Naharin. Ohad Naharin, yeah, that one. Um, like his character really carries the film. Like he's this really charismatic, really super charismatic, and like in some sort of way really attractive. I don't know. Like he had this. I think it's because he's he's one of those people I imagine to have like a really special, really strong aura, you yeah, know, yeah. this like artistic spirit that he just like um, radiates. And, and he's very unique as yeah. a person, I would say, because and also he's so confident. You know, he was like, of course, I was a handsome young yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, he you said know, that. he kept saying those things, and like when they would show like the younger pictures of him, I would be like, I wouldn't necessarily think he's that attractive. But but it's his about his attitude. attitude yeah. made him attractive. That's what I'm was his trying attitude. to say. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that like he's such a fascinating character, and that really drives the film. Mm -hmm. And I felt like also it, it was very like it had a lot of different layers like there was this romantic layer which told like his um love story with his future yeah. wife and there was like a political aspect about his work in israel and um like a historical context which was also really strong and i really think um like it's a really nice documentary to watch yeah. to whom would you recommend this i would personally recommend it to everybody who would who doesn't know much about dance, but also to dancers from maybe not contemporary dancing mm -hmm. who want to know a bit more about it because he is definitely a really important figure nowadays. Yes, and you can find this documentary on YouTube. You can yes. either buy or rent it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think also on iTunes, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, as well. Um, yeah, and like... It's with subtitles, but also spoken English. So it's pretty accessible to all viewers. Um, and it will yeah. really broaden your horizon. Like, that's what I would say. That's what I took away from it. It definitely. really intrigued me to do more. It is definitely more. a great yeah. insight. Also to see how maybe dance companies function. And yeah. 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 Awesome. Go and watch it. Um, <laughs> okay. Shall we move on to the yeah. next film that we're going to talk about today? Climax by hmm. Gaspar Noé. 
um, Climax is actually a 2018 film. Quite recent, yeah. It's intense to say the least. Theresa, do you want to say something about that? <laughs> I do. I have a lot to say about it, in fact. Um, I just finished watching it 10 minutes before we started recording this, <laughs> approximately. Very and, honest. Um, <laughs> how am I feeling? I'm feeling <laughs> shocked. I feel like my life has changed. <laughs> I think um, I cannot look at certain uh, substances the same. <laughs> I do point out this sounds really wrong. But like, um, it's definitely a very physical experience. And um, yeah, what's what's the story? So, it's, <laughs> well, I just want to say <laughs> that on the IMDb page that I'm pulling up right here, the description is uh, pretty self-explanatory. It's, they first of all, they call Gaspard Noé provocateur. I think that's fair to yes? say. That's very and fair to they say. They describe the movie as disturbing, <laughs> deprav depraved, depraved. Depraved, that's the depraved, word. Yeah. Depraved, disgusting, oh, and a fair. debauched piece of absolute insane genius. I think that's uh, everything I'm feeling right now. Yeah, I, think I, um, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's a trip. It's quite literally. It, in, in the <laughs> for everybody, for yeah. the dancers who get spiked with a large amount of LSD. Yeah, That's basically the story. Oh, we have to tell yeah. it. We forgot to say. Basically, the setting is... Um, like it's like a, da a newly formed dance group kind of and i had the feeling they just finished like a workshop that they did together uh, yeah they were rehearsing like that, for right? some kind of competition it yeah. was not really clear or for some kind yeah. of tour it yeah. looked like an audition tape thing in, in the, the beginning, beginning. Yeah. right and they're talking about like what doesn't hurt you makes you stronger Their life uh, what doesn't kill you makes you uh, stronger and then they're like they would die for dance uh which you know in the following we see a lot of this relation with, I mean, the dancing is, it, the movie is less about the techniques in the dancing. I felt it's more about how dancing can contribute to senses and how you live through these experiences in life or like through this trip, at least for me. Mm -hmm. I really okay. felt that way. So I felt like it was really an uh, illustration of your inner turmoil in a sense <laughs> basically these dancers um they just finished this workshop or something whatever and then um a party unfolds like a kind of farewell party as like the the ending of this um experience Rehearsals. together yeah and um it happens in several chapters first like it's just conversations everything and then they uh, they drink sangria and they soon find out that someone spiked the alcohol with LSD and a wild trip unfolds and um, I would like to say that there's nothing that does not happen in this film that's the feeling that I had it's very explicit it's very graphic I would like to put a trigger warning yes. this is nothing if you have loose nerves like me maybe sometimes mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and this is nothing if you cannot handle immense tension and well, it's categorized as like a psychological thriller horror genre, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so if you you you're not ready to watch something like that, just don't do that. That's okay too. But yeah, yeah. Let's hear Polina's insight on this. Uh, well, uh, first of all, I think I'm not sure if it was meant to be this way, but uh, at one point of the movie, we see this dancing scene and dancers just 
improvising in the circle and we have this overhead shot mm, that was really cool yeah and they were not yet um hit by the drug. no no and that sort of already starts to feel like a trip because yeah. we get yeah. this music we get this dynamic in the editing and this is a really nice comparison because often for me improvising just feels like as if i'm on drugs mm -hmm. because it feels great it, i can feel euphoria yeah i can really let myself go and especially in this vogue dance movement mm -hmm. I think it's really common among dancers to feel this looseness in the way they move because they're so free. They, they're not shy of their moves. Mm -hmm. It's like being under a trance, right? Like exactly. It felt it's like a so frenzy. Yeah. And like the long shots in this, like long takes. Uh, yeah. Long, long takes, uh, in this, uh, film really gives the viewer, a possibility to get into this trance you know it's almost it feels hypnotic. like you're there yeah like <laughs> i have the feeling i was in the party and i was a guest too because it functions a lot with extremely long long takes like extremely yeah. long and um that gives it a very claustrophobic feel and like it's like um it's almost two hours this film And I just had the feeling I have to make it through. And this is what the characters feel mm -hmm. like too. Like they have to make it through this trip because it's like not a good trip at all. Mm -hmm. So, um, But well, I kind of had a feeling you that had a, some of the for some, people well, yeah, had a I good guess, trip. Yeah. Yeah. But like the overall feel after the movie finishes is not very pleasant, I would I say. I even felt this like physical discomfort yeah, by sitting like, yeah. in front of my computer. It's like you have like this type of dread and you expect things to get worse and worse, which they do get worse and worse there's such depict like graphically depicted um violence yeah and um it goes as far as to mutilation and like dying i don't want to spoil too much obviously but there's a lot of violence in this and uh sex so if yeah. you're sensitive to those kinds of uh contents maybe rethink <laughs> but, but yeah i i really enjoyed this movie personally it was fun especially if you're watching it with friends because you can kind of share uh the feelings you're having at the moment so yeah it's very special nothing has made me feel this way before like it's it's so it's it's trapping. unique it's insane honestly like and also the way it was it was edited because we have this first scene overhead scene with a girl yeah. in the snow oh, bleeding yeah. and then oh the God. credits come in and you're and so then, confused yeah, yeah. and uh, you you don't really understand what's going on and then you have this audition tape and then the actual rehearsal process mm -hmm. starts or like the dancing scene mm -hmm. yeah I think Noah, like what, Noé, Gaspar Noé, he really mastered building up tension, mm. I would say, because like it gets very tense towards the end. And um, actually, I think it's very interesting because in filmmaking, there's this um, this concept that says that you cannot keep the suspense, the tension for too long going on. You have to um, create relief moments for your viewer, like kind of like, cathetic um moments in between moments of strong tension so that the viewer can digest and reflect on what just happened and this film does not have this and, and that is what creates this physical experience i would say i think this is a really really physical um film and actually um no is called like a 
um, filmmaker of like how do you say it um, uh, physical like it's a French term I just um, it slipped my mind director of Le Corps du, yeah, yeah like so Whatever. basically he is a director oh. of the body in a sense in all senses and yeah. um, actually the New York Times even like reviewed this film and they say they called it a party that assaults the senses and scrambles yeah. the brain scrambles so, the brain that's yeah. a really good term to put and i in. feel even like assaults the senses because there's like these shots where the camera like turns upside down and everything like there's the flashing colors and lights and i really enjoyed this shot yeah. because it turns upside down and it keeps this way and yeah you wonder yeah. like when it's gonna stop yeah yeah and that's like the feeling um, that the characters have too yeah. so you relate in this strange way to them it's so oh yeah i don't know it, it's a really f physical sensation yeah physical sensation physical experience i guess also for all of the dancers yeah and i think also the way it was shot is quite unique because they had like what two three weeks of shooting it and they shot it in chronological order that's so special and yeah. there was no script Yeah. Dancers didn't have anything to learn. Like I didn't know that actually. Like no script. No, they only had like five pages treatment, and they could really be free in choosing uh, the role of their characters and who they were and what they wanted to do on set. That's if cool. they wanted to uh. be with a girl or with a guy, or if they wanted to have a fight or have insulting moments, mm -hmm. and also at one part of the film we have this constant changing moments of people having dialogues about yeah, yeah. each other and it was all improvised really he just set the camera in front and of them and said like hey go what's so impressive as well is the fact that actually only two of the actors in this film are professional actors the rest were all amateur actors or people that never have acted in their life before exactly. and I, it gives such an authentic feel right it feels so raw that makes and it real. worse in some way like for the sensation not like oh. the film but like everything that happens you i i just keep thinking like don't underestimate dancers no i'm i would never like but like imagine what it must have been like for them like shooting it chronologically you really like get into the feel and when they like they put so much what of what they want into the character that you cannot distinguish between this is a character and this is me i feel like that that's very likely to happen no that's really crazy in a film like that wow but i guess maybe shooting it chronologically is the only way for something like that because it's such a it's such insanity that you have to build it up i mean the uh? shoots actually took like four hours actually like each yeah. scene would take four hours of i can imagine rehearsal with over 13 takes each so mm -hmm. i feel like you know this constant repeat repetition of like having to do this while it's chronological uh, it really i cannot you. imagine how the yeah. actors must have felt and how real the feelings could have been for i them. read something like this yeah. but it was more uh sophia the actress yeah um mm. and the dancer sophia butella Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, yes, she said she mentioned something like this, but it was about the dance scenes. The mm -hmm. dance scenes, which would last eight to ten minutes, they would use fourteen to like seventeen takes to film mm -hmm. it, Jesus which Christ. is like four to five hours. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't have experience with 
dance films, long dance films, but I did participate in some shorts and it's quite exhausting yeah, to sure. be there and to make every take worth it. And perfect, like you you cannot let the viewer see that you already did it five times before. Huh? Well, yeah. I mean, even <laughs> I cannot imagine like, uh, well, like we have little experience with uh, shooting any type of film, but for film practices, we're like in media. <coughs> uh, we did have to like shoot like a very short fiction film thingy. And like having to redo the scenes even like three times, we were already like so fed up. And it's really difficult to not let it translate onto the uh, images. So I don't know. I I'm really impressed by this mm -hmm. film, especially like the story behind it. I also, think the so the use of sound is so important for this. I feel like because there's there are no moments of of silence. Exactly. And the sound just builds up and builds up and gets stronger and stronger. And it's, you know, it's happening at a party. So, and it's really, you can really relate to when, what it's like when you go partying and, you know, the bass is just like in the background, like really noisy and really loud. And it's so, I feel like that also contributes to this experience that the viewer has of everything getting way too much, you know? And um, I think it like, adds so much like such a stress factor this ongoing music techno music this yeah. like heartbeat and then it goes on and I screaming voices as well uh, yeah <laughs> it's a lot to handle it's emotional it's definitely experience and it's some kind of a trip even for the viewer and therefore watch it if it's you extraordinary watch it if want you feel to emotionally ready. Yeah. go through something yeah, yeah. i think i mean really um think about like what we tell you and like think about the yeah. trigger warning if this is something for you because like i feel like even theresa like i felt like it was really on the edge of being it was a little too much, much. <laughs> but yeah so go watch it do not watch it with your parents absolutely oh no not <laughs> I wouldn't do say not so um but i think it's a fun movie to watch with your friends especially if you're like someone that likes to party or something it's like interesting <laughs> especially in our days when we cannot party yeah. Yeah. so just watch it and feel I relief mean, that you, you might cry uh, yeah usually i get really sad when i see clubbing scenes uh, but not in this one because i cannot go but in this one i'm like oh actually it's staying okay here in, going to the movies would be nice listening to roomies at the movies would not be so bad <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i'm so sorry okay uh yeah let's move maybe on. not watch it alone that's one yeah. thing i would have to say like maybe watch it like either you know in your house with your roommates watch it maybe with some friends or your siblings also maybe but like not on your own maybe yeah. because This is like an experience kinda you kind of want to share since it's so physical. You might not want to go through it alone. Where can you find this movie? Oh, very important. On Vitamin Cineville, actually. Yeah. And you can, I, I'm i pretty sure you can watch it. Watch it. <laughs> watch it. Sorry, <laughs> the accent's coming out. You can uh, possibly <laughs> even watch it on uh, some streaming platforms like Amazon. Probably, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, should we jump into our last film of yes. the day? Would you like to introduce it? Yes, and I'm really excited to introduce this one. This movie is called In Dan We Danced by Swedish director who has Georgian roots. His name is Levan Akin. And this movie is really, really beautiful and I think important to speak about and important 
for you to see maybe not just to see some beautiful dancing but also to touch a very important subject of gay love in Georgian society and not just in Georgian society maybe but I could even say about all eastern countries which can which can I mean it is very relevant and um I think uh, like since you come from Russia right you have a special insight of what it me might be like being a uh, uh, gay in uh, such a different like country the than, the ones, that's we than like the ones accepted. we know Where that's and literally illegal. I like mean, that's like, important to say. Even in Poland, like the situation mm. right now is really important to be addressed. Mm. And uh, this film, like it was even almost dangerous for the actors uh, to be participating in. And I mean, this film gives like a hopeful like uh, message of not giving up. Especially, I think it's really interesting that they pick dancing to tell this story as well. Because it really, because dancing is such a traditional thing that is deeply rooted in a country, right? Mm. So I really love this ju juxtaposition of dancing with this um, this love that is not yet accepted in uh, certain countries that are still very uh, deeply rooted rooted in their um, ancient traditions and especially the dancier Georgian folklore dancing exactly. um, really is deeply um, intertwined with ideologies that are very outdated, I would say. So, yeah, I, I love that part, that th the way dancing was included in this. Yeah, and the way this whole story, this love story between two guys was placed and it was placed in this Georgian folk dance ensemble and for you to understand in every folk uh, in every folk dance all the men they're really masculine they are warriors they represent some sort of power and masculinity of course yeah the and choreographer even says you have to be a nail like yeah. they he cannot smile and yeah. i was there like there is no wow. place for weakness yeah. that's what he said and masculinity in this context is associated with like it's very stereotypical um masculinity you know where weakness is considered not masculine um I love this movie. I love it. I really do. Um, some might say it might um like it like it holds a special place in my heart now. It might compare to Baby Teeth and Rocks, which I've also seen this year. <laughs> I wow. have to say, and this is I'm like really the happy. highest compliment you know that I can give. Um, and I think like it might remind you when you watch it off Call Me by Your Name or um, Morris. It has a similar feel to it. So it's not like a plot that you haven't seen before, but it's like you've never seen the story told like this. In, In this, this context. context. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. You've not seen it like this before. And um, I think it comments on so many important issues. Also, like, um, you know how like Coleman by Your Name has this nostalgic factor. Mm -hmm. And um, since it's like set in the 80s and like the 80s music and all of that. But and then we danced is set in our present times and um, it doesn't need this nostalgic factor. And I think that's so important to say that like to to see that oppression is still real and that like. Yeah, I really I feel it's so strong. Honestly, <laughs> so strong. I actually have to agree because like movies and uh, call me by your name make 
these issues kind of seem so distant. Exactly. Although in Call Me By Your Name, you know, there was no active like uh, violence against either of them and their love. But in um, And Then We Dance, actually, they do mention like horrible things that happened to the men, especially mm -hmm. in this dancing ensemble that have had... Um, have been exposed or like their love with someone else has been mm. exposed and then they were assaulted which is so scary and i mean and it's a very it, real issue that's the thing like yeah. it's a very real threat for a lot of people in the world and still um, today yeah still today. today even though like we're in the netherlands and mostly like it might seem far yeah. but it's absolutely not and um yeah. i think that's like a really a really nice thing that the movie um is set like that And I, th I felt like it has so many different um, levels as well in the story. And there's a lot of very strong scenes. My favorite scene is towards the end, a brotherly scene. Um, and it comments amongst all, like, on all those stereotypical gender roles and um, those issues of masculinity and femininity and like what it means to be young and to find out your path in life as well, I felt like. And... Um, The cinematography also on top of that is stunning. Beautiful. Stunning. And also views of Belize, the city and the colors and the sounds and the textures. Mm. Everything is represented in such a beautiful way. And all this like national songs, it gives mm. you, yeah, it really places you. I have, yeah, I have to totally agree. Even the food. I don't know if this stood out to you guys, but yeah, the they, pomegranate. They showed so motif. many shots of like food, and I really felt this film really wanted to show how the this issue that the um, the characters uh, Mareb and uh, Irakli Irakli are facing have less to do with maybe like the culture, but it's like an ideology that is outdated. Yeah. It's not. Because uh, so many countries face um, homophobia and, you know, there's so many things that you can still be loving of your country and you can still uh, honor your country. And it has it's completely separated from loving a man or loving a woman or loving someone that doesn't identify as either of them. And I think it's very special and how this movie really stayed true to like Georgian roots while being still so daring and yeah like even like the actor uh polina you had you told us something really interesting about uh, the main character who was played by levan i don't know his last name how to pronounce it Gelbachian. yes <laughs> i'm sorry if it's not correct he's an amazing actor but actually he's not a professional yeah. actor <laughs> he is not even a professional Georgian folk dancer. I mean, in Georgia, everybody, um, every kid does some classes of folk dance because it's so important to the culture. But he was actually scouted for this film on Instagram and he had to refuse five times to Levan Akin, the director, uh, to take part in this movie because, again, how dangerous it is even to speak about and speak openly about something like this in Georgia, in such conservative country. Yeah. And beautiful performance from um, Levan. Again, he is a contemporary dancer, and I've heard that they took some 
Georgian folk dance classes for three or four months before starting Whoa. to shoot. Mm. Yes, and the other character who plays... Uh, Another actor who plays Rackley, he lost some kind of like eight kilos or something because the training was so intense. It looks super intense. It's so, again, it's very physical. And maybe that's like also why dance is such a, like the the backdrop of this story. Um, Maybe that's why they use it. I don't know. Like, I feel like, um, again, it creates a, like, you feel really closely connected to the bodies. And this dance is so, like, drastic and so like strong in form i had the feeling oh my god i'm bumping against my <laughs> microphone here what the hell um that's okay and like <laughs> y- they're always like in those dance classes that are um shown quite extensively like the the teachers are so strict and <sighs> oh, it's scary so dear to me in a mm. way because this is my my past i started yeah. with russian folk dance and the situation which uh, main characters find themselves in is something I went through myself, this strictness, this highly traditional mm, environment which there is in this dance studio. And once again, amazing performance, also acting performance. But this very last scene when um, Merab dances and he starts with, um, it's an audition scene uh, when he is trying to get into the main company of Georgia, main folk dance company of Georgia. And he starts with some traditional movements and choreography and completely followed by, again, what I mentioned before Mm. from Mr. Gaga, this form versus improvisation, Mm -hmm. form versus what you actually feel. And that was so beautiful i'm yeah. not sure if it was improvised but everything the lighting it's so strong the movements yeah. the camera everything worked perfectly together i really I, like that they like oh, wait, no, i'm just gonna say just one say. thing <laughs> i really like that they really took their time to show it like it's not shortened at all you know the stance it's like, a really long it scene. goes on for really long and i really enjoy it because there's so much meaning in this last scene and um it's it's so strong it's like yeah, I mean it's Insane, a powerful actually. message al- yeah. also because like this is also kind of inf- um, reinforcing the message at the end that not only is he persevering to stay true to himself and like his uh, movement language, I would say, but also uh, for the you know the LGBTQ plus community in georgia that they Mm. have to stay true to themselves as well and Mm. i actually love so much that you made the relation with um mr gaga because i also felt like there's a lot of scenes where they're dancing outside of class like it's Mm. actually their passion it's not just their profession or what they want to do it's really that is true their um, life their life and when they're happy they dance and when they're feeling like they need to get out of reality and go clubbing. They mm. dance, you know, they're and always dancing. Yeah. And then we dance. <laughs> and yeah, I also actually thought about it, like how there's a relation between the movies that like uh, we're discussing and it's deeply intertwined, mm. uh, especially the way dancing really can bring out emotions. Yeah. I agree with that. And also, um, for me, like, I did not know anything before I watched this about Georgia. I was not familiar with the culture, the language. Like, when um, 
we watch it with subtitles, of course, but from the language, I cannot understand anything. Nothing seems even remotely familiar. And I think that is so interesting to dive into like a part of the world that is not that frequently represented. And um, beautifully portrayed. In gorgeously. Like, I want to go there now because it <laughs> all looked so... Um, yeah, the color grading in this film is immaculate. It's wonderful. It's great, really. And like, it really looks so inviting actually like i want to i want to see it now i have to say it was very so nice we could go on for hours i feel like about this to whom would you recommend it i'm gonna ask again well i would recommend this one to everyone everyone everyone, yes, everyone should too. watch it and i really hope that more and more people will start watching this film yeah. because it was not that widely seen yeah and that's a shame especially like it's just a really good movie and also if you take into consideration what we told you that like um what the actor is like maybe going through right now since it was like such a brave step to actually portray this role and openly um show the world in georgia that he is a gay man you know and like you said actually that there were like protests right oh yeah when the premiere of uh, the film happened and in Tbilisi mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's the right yeah, way to pronounce I, it in I don't English. know either actually uh, but yes there were a lot of people protesting and throwing even throwing tomatoes into the people who came to watch the premiere and well luckily it still happened yeah and yeah. And it's, it's such a stunning work. It's a very recent movie as well. It's from 2019. 2019 yeah. I and mean, it's definitely a big step for everyone involved in this. Mm. And yeah, for the representation of minorities, very, very important. You really want to support this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Like, <laughs> honestly, everyone go watch it, support it, buy it even. <laughs> yeah, it's on Vitamin Cineville yeah, too. Yeah, it's on Vitamin Cineville. So you can watch it on there if you have a Cineville pass. So, um, yeah, <laughs> shall we, any last words about this film? Before yes, we maybe this brotherly scene you spoke about. My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when the brother of Mirab says that he should leave Georgia yeah. because he will not find his happiness and he yeah. will not be free in this country. But actually, Levan, the actor, he still lives there and he really sees the need to stay there in the country to mm. be able to change something which i find really extraordinary, extraordinary it's so brave beautiful of him and, and powerful yeah. and maybe this film cannot change the ideas of older generations but it indeed empowered a lot of people of the community which yeah. is beautiful 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 and really important especially for countries like yeah. georgia like russia like other countries who are still have huge homophobia yeah. in the society really important work go and watch it please if i can recommend you one film from this episode go and watch this one yeah, Thank absolutely you. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's. Um, oh God, we're as always <laughs> uh, going Got carried in, away, getting yeah. <laughs> carried away. All right, uh, let's. Uh, so we have a new segment on our show, uh, and it is the short of the week, or yes. the sh <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like we want to recommend shorts uh, at the end of our um, episodes. So yeah, um, this one is also a recommendation by Polina. So. Okay, I so have well the floor is yours. <laughs> yes, I have two on my list. One is called Love Me Like You Hate Me and we watched it together with yes. the girls and it's with two beautiful actors, Shia La 
Shalabov and Margaret Quale. You might know her from Kenzo. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Kenzo, Kenzo commercial. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy one. Uh, this is the movie choreographed by Ja Collective and directed, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm. And it has double editing. Would you say so? Yeah, it's like a split screen kind yeah. of. Split yeah. screen. I've never seen something like this mm. before. I'm not sure about I think it's got, it's rising to popularity. I've seen it quite often frequently, like mm-hmm. more. And I think it's actually really cool. Like it's very ambitious. It's very uh, challenging. Actually, like I feel like it's challenging the viewer. Definitely. But in a nice way. And I love how actually the split screen was telling somewhat of a yeah. parallel story. Like it's not even like it was basically the same thing happen happening on both uh, splits, in, but yeah. in a different in different uh, times times and angles, which and part uh, times of the day. Yeah. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was really interesting to see. And even knowing this, that there is some similarities yeah. happening, yeah. I kind of felt this. This emotional, I don't know. I I was looking at one part of the screen and I was constantly feeling that I'm missing something. Yeah, the yeah, other. yeah. I wanted to split in two, <laughs> and it was so interesting to again feel something physically almost. It's really um, touching. And and it's so peculiar to see Shia LaBeouf in this uh, dancing. dancing. Yeah, yeah, I was really dancing, surprised. Beautiful dancing from both of the actors. But yeah, it's. I mean, it portrays like a relationship in a way, and yeah. like um, Love loving like each other, kind of hating each other. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yes. What's the second one? Um, well, you can find this one. Oh, sorry. Love I'm me. sorry. <laughs> I'm yes. getting nervous with the time. <laughs> <laughs> so at uh, love me like you hate dot me, you can find this short. And the second one I would recommend. It's called Anima. It's on Netflix. It's Tom York's new album. Music video. I cannot even say that it's a music <laughs> video because it's a, a dance film directed mm-hmm. by Paul Anderson mm-hmm. with choreography of Damien Jalet, a really famous name in the contemporary dance scene. Beautiful dancing of dancers from Gothenburg Operans Dance Company. Really recommend not sure if I love the cinematography that much, but it's amazing to see Tom York moves with the dancers. And it's just a beautiful concept, which I think maybe should be used more often. Use dancers in your music videos. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I actually think that like ever since like we live with you, like you've exposed us to so much new content. And I'm, I want to say like, I really want to thank you because like all of the movies today, I probably would not have watched them without you. And like all the shorts that you like show us, I'm so thankful because it really like makes me see di- things in a different way. And I'm so like excited and there's like so much still, you know, to discover and like it really like enriches my life. So thank you. Thank you. At this point. <laughs> thank you. Okay, girls. Yeah, I'm getting a little emotional here. Yeah. <laughs> you also bring a lot of quality movies into my life. <laughs> well, that's what we hope to do with Roomies <laughs> at the Movies. Also for our listeners. Uh, going very smoothly into the goodbye, I guess. Um, yeah, I hope that there's no problem that we stretched it so much. I think this was the best episode so yeah. far, so I hope you enjoyed it. 
deeply. Honestly, so I enjoyed lovely it. having you here, Polina. Our really? third roomie out of four. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get Thank to you know so the much. fourth Tatiana, one. Tatiana, we miss you here. Yeah. yeah. Love you. <laughs> Are there any final words? Final remarks? Did we miss something? Do we want to say something? I just want to say, say that to, um, to all li- our listeners, to definitely uh, dare to learn something new with Don't these be films yeah. and to have an open mind to um, dancing that they might not be familiar with, you know, especially like uh, Gaga dancing. Like I was <laughs> just so fascinated how like it's something I've never seen before. And I think everyone should have this element in their life that they keep keep it fresh, you know, and dance, uh, dance, and dance yeah. So remarks mastered. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, also, you can find us on Instagram at Roomies oh, at the right. Movies, just like the name. <laughs> uh, and you can also follow Polina if you want to say your handle. You should. <laughs> yeah, well, you post go. your work. She's of also a filmmaker, by the way, and a gorgeous photographer. So Thank you, guys. <laughs> you know, well, go check her out. You're gonna find me on Instagram. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you can. Well, we could link you on our Instagram, we so we will. Thank and you. Uh, thank you so much to Slim Radio for making this podcast possible. We are yes. so pleased. Thank you so much, Paulina. Thank you so much, ladies. See you <laughs> in the next episode. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.